conversation anymore because Jeff Skinner is a Buffalo Sabre for the foreseeable future. Eight-year deal, $9 million average annual value. Uh, what are your thoughts? We are very much living in a world with Jeff Skinner. Uh, I, I like it, and, but I also understand why. Brian O'Reilly being like congratulated it. by his teammates and now going to receive thing is the cons trophy a guy like this acquisition you, you gotta dish out the money yeah do what's necessary uh, this contract was necessary to, to keep this player around uh i don't think this franchise is not in uh the proper condition to lose a player of jeff skinner's caliber at this point and uh, it had to be done and i understand here's one thing though uh guys like john shannon i think it was Bringing up Billy Lano's name. Billy Lano. Okay. I get it. We overpaid Billy Lano, and he sucked. But Billy Lano was never the player that Jeff Skinner is. Billy Lano never Billy won Billy Lano was an undrafted free agent. Came out of nowhere. As far as I know. A couple good years. As far as I know, Billy Lano never scored 60 points. Uh, Billy Lano was not an excellent skater. Billy Lano never scored 40 goals. Uh, and Billy Lano is not Jeff Skinner flat out so that comparison is lazy and i would wish that a someone with that platform the honor of having that platform would be a little more insightful than that um but Billy leno was a 53 point getter at his at his peak um and flat out he's not jeff skinner um but i mean i see also though why people might get a little uh, scared that he made the playoffs in eight years, gave a guy who just had his best season of his career an eight-year deal. Um, but at the same time, look at the player. Look at his skill set. He's a great skater. This isn't Matt Molson. I'm, I'm, I'm stealing this point. From, uh, yeah, I'm stealing this point from Sneaky Joe from WGR because this is what he told me during my internship is that, like, the difference between Jeff Skinner and all these other guys is he can skate. He can and skate. that's that's what you need to play for a while. So that's yeah, I, I I don't mind I don't mind the contract. It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't think there's any denying it. For Jeff Skinner, it's a lot of money, but maybe they overpaid, but they had to do it. They mm -hmm. and the people complaining about the contract would be the same people if there was word coming out that he was going to go test free agency and they'd be rioting in front of the key bank center, mm -hmm. making sure that Bottrell was be fired. Like you can't have it both ways. They got it. They got a good player signed for a long time and he's going to be good for this team for at least four or five years. The final few years of that deal are going to be tough, but it had, they had to get it done. Ah, I understand why people right. don't like the contract, but they had to sign it. They had to sign Jeff Skinner, and luckily they did because I don't see how they would be able to easily replace his goal scoring or his production next year. I don't think there's a free agent out there not named Artemi Panarin that would be able to come in and replace his production. They would have to do that on the trade market, but you got to give stuff up for that so now hopefully 
what comes next. Their word has come out that they're interested in trying to target a top six winger as well as a second line center. So the Sabres are not done. They still have a lot of work to do, but hopefully Jason Bottrell is up for the challenge. Yes, and of course, rumors abound that my favorite free agent this offseason, Jake Gardner, will not in fact be going to the Buffalo Sabres, but rather signing in either Minnesota or Chicago, but moving on. That's Pierre Maguire, though. What what inside scoop does he have nowadays? <laughs> That's true. But it would be so Minnesota to give Jake Gardner a seven-year deal, overpay, and then they'll regret it mm-hmm. 15 months later. Yeah, they should have learned their lesson by signing from signing a big name defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Skinner, he he's definitely going to be with Eichel next year, right? Mm-hmm. He has to be. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, maybe yeah. unless they they keep Olafson with Eichel, which I could see that happening. Maybe I wouldn't be opposed to putting Skinner with Middlestat because remember mm-hmm. they got this guy they drafted eighth overall a couple years ago in Middlestat who. I mean, some people are starting to lose faith in him, but you have to set up Middlestat in a position to succeed, and giving him a winger like Jeff Skinner will certainly do that. Mm-hmm. You can't have – who are his wingers last year? I mean, Connor Sherry, Kyle Poso, that's just not good enough. No, You got to give Middlestat wingers to succeed, and they still have to add probably one or two more top six forwards to this group or mm-hmm. hope that Nylander or top – excuse me, Nylander Thompson show up to camp ready to compete for a top six job. But yeah, people, nine million is a lot for Skinner, but, and comparing it to like contracts that were signed eight years ago is just not fair. Yeah, he's getting paid like, what, I think $300,000 less than Alex Ovechkin, but that contract was signed many, many, many years ago. Yeah. You look at the percentage of cap. Percentage of cap is everything. I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, obviously, but if you look, I think Crosby's making $9 million, I believe. <clears throat> Crosby's contract was probably signed 10 years ago, and the percent, the cap was much, much lower than, and the percentage signed at the time of that deal was much, much, much greater than it is now. So, mm-hmm. And this is... I don't want to say Jeff Skinner is going to ruin unrestricted free agency this year, but there are going to be some guys that are going to get paid this offseason. What's our Tammy Panarin going to get now? He's probably going to get at least $10 million. Oh. Yeah. Matt Duchesne, I can see him getting his 11. floor is probably at nine. Uh, mm-hmm. Who else? The big ticket guys. Eric Carlson. Anders Lee. Anders Lee probably gets Anders six, Lee seven million. A trap. He's going to get paid. That's He's going to get annoying. paid. Ryan DeZingle is going to get paid. And then what this does, the cap is just going to keep on going up. Mm-hmm. And then, because remember when Thomas Vanek signed that offer sheet in Edmonton, mm-hmm. that $7 million then is probably the equivalent of like $10 million now. It's drastic. Things change. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in a couple of years from now, that $6 million that Oposo is getting will probably look like nothing. To be Man, it's just... It hurts to see how much money Sidney Crosby has missed out on during his career because of that 12-year contract. Yeah. I would be angry and if I was him. Remember that massive deal Airhoff signed? I think it was like $4 million. That's yeah. nothing. Practically nothing. Man. 
how does oh man how, there has to be some kind of angry stench inside of Crosby right now I mean just thinking about that like feel 12 years ago yeah and that's partially why the lockout happened I mean mm-hmm. they got rid of those erroneous 13 year deals and those and teams knew what they were us. doing yeah exactly yeah. uh I can't believe they gave Christian Ehrhoff a 10-year contract. That is just <laughs> insane. Uh, th- just the oh thought of God. that. The way you said that is just... A ten- remember, they gave, uh, it, it was a 10-year... I remember I was on vacation, mm-hmm. and I was sitting in the, uh, the hotel, and I was watching Free Agent Frenzy, and I'm like, are you kidding me? A 10-year uh, contract. I remember Christian Aroff was a good defenseman around that time. He was good. He trailed off injuries happened, but man, oh man, a 10 year contract. I remember that. And I know Terry Terry Pagula fell in love with him when Vancouver was in the final. So Mm -hmm. I remember hearing we were in on uh, Brad Richards during that uh, cycle. And instead we got uh, Billy Lano. He he wouldn't wouldn't, uh, go in a meeting with them and then, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. <clears throat> and since then, um, we've really attempted to make no splashes, I guess you can say. Maybe Oposo was a bit of a yeah, splash. Oposo was, at that time, regarded as a top two free agent in that class. Mm-hmm. And if you look at all those deals that were signed that offseason, horrendous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely horrendous. I guess the Oilers are trying really hard to move Lucic. The Canucks are trying to move Erickson. I'm sure other deals are. I, I don't know if the Sabres are actively trying to trade Oposo. They probably wouldn't be able to even if they wanted to, but there, a lot of teams are going to want do-overs on that day. I'll tell you that. Yes, yes. That's why Buffalo, don't go. If there's one piece of advice for this offseason, do not go for that first tier of free agents. Stay away from the Matt Duchesne's. Yeah. They don't need another $9 million cap hit on their books when you got to pay Rasmus Dahlin in a couple of years. You know, while we're uh, on this topic. Go for that second tier. Go for that second tier. The Donskoys, I mean, maybe give Wayne Simmons a one-year prove-it-to-me deal Mm -hmm. that could potentially pay off. Why not? While we are on this topic here about free agents and stuff, I want to get this in before I uh, forget. I wish... If offer sheets were a thing, I'd want the Sabres to offer sheet Zach Sanford. <laughs> I I remember when the Capitals traded Zach Sanford in the Shattenkirk trade. A lot of people called mm-hmm. Sanford a nothing nothing prospects, and I remember I liked him. I liked Sanford, and it's I'm glad so he did well. Good in the Stanley Cup. Cup, he came in yeah. when uh, Barbashev, I believe, was suspended and got an assist. Like he got points. In these playoffs, in, in the cup especially, I'm gonna. He played in eight games and had four points. Had a goal in uh, last night's game as well, um, the clinching game. That is. We'll get we'll get to more on the Blues later, but oh yes, insider trading last week. Pierre LeBrun of TSN he mm-hmm. said that Jason Zucker is probably gonna get moved. He was traded twice. In the matter of just a few months, but 
trade didn't go through. He was allegedly traded to the Calgary Flames in exchange oh, for wow. Michael Froelich and a first-round pick. Uh, I, something happened with like the paperwork or something. I didn't hear about that. that trade, yeah, I guess they didn't file the, the trade call in time by 3 o'clock, so that's why that didn't happen. And then, of course, the rumors of him going to the Pittsburgh Penguins for Phil Kessel and Jack mm. Johnson and also Victor Rask going back the other way. That didn't happen because Phil Kessel didn't want to wave to go to Minnesota. Now it sounds like Kessel is going to stay in Pittsburgh. So now word is coming out that the Sabres have kicked tires on Jason Zucker. And as we mentioned before, they're looking to add a top six winger and a second line center. So let's, I mean, we talked about Jason Zucker a little bit last week uh, when we were brainstorming some options if Jeff Skinner didn't sign with Buffalo. So I'm just going to pull up his stats here for the last couple of years. I don't know. Well, I'm not sure what, it would cost. what would it cost to get Jason Zucker? Because Jesus. I know from Vancouver, Minnesota was asking for Brock Besser from Arizona. They were asking for, I believe Christian Dvorak, but but Arizona said no on Dvorak. And now they want Fisher, Christian Fisher, uh, Pittsburgh, they were asking for Kessel, which, like, you're going from these teams. Mm-hmm. It's Kessel, it's Brock Besser, it's uh, Fisher, it's Dvorak. Like, mm-hmm. what the you got Brock Besser, and then from the Flames, they're asking for Sam Bennett and Michael <laughs> Froelich. Like, it doesn't make sense. No, <laughs> uh, I, I like the whole Tage Thompson idea. I think Thompson, uh, you I'm not ready up. to give up. I'm not ready to give up Tage Thompson. You got to give up one of the first round talk picks. About this guy like he is 26 years old. He's 20, mm-hmm. 21. He's a young player. Mm-hmm. I, I'm confident. I'm confident that he can live up to his potential. I know people are down on him mostly because he was in the Ryan O'Reilly trade, but I st- I'm a still a big believer in Tage Thompson. Big believer. Mm-hmm. I just think that um, I like the idea of I think he fits Minnesota. I can see him playing there. Um, and honestly, would you argue with trading Tage Thompson if you're getting Jason Zucker in return? Yeah, I, if if it was to, to be a one a one for one trade, Thompson for Zucker, I'd do it. But like, if you're gonna doing Thompson a first and this, absolutely not. I'm, well, that's the thing too. I think we'd have to include uh, some kind of high draft pick, and I think uh, maybe the second of our first round picks, of course, would be um, would be would have to be in there. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they could really get him for cheap. Mm-hmm. But, I uh, have I found a uh, a fake news article here um, on the website. Hip Toro. The headline is NHL trade is posted eight hours ago. Minnesota Wilds Jason Zucker to join Buffalo Sabres soon. Oh, fake news. Okay. It says it was updated one minute ago. What if it actually happened and we just... What? Could you imagine? Breaking trade live on the podcast. Breaking trade live but, on the podcast. Uh, Jason Zucker, he <clears throat> has spent last one, two, three, four, five years in Minnesota former second-round pick. Last, in 17-18, uh, he had 33 goals, played all 82 games, 64 points. Very, very good, but once Minnesota trailed off, he kind of trailed off to 21 goals, 21 assists for 42 points in 81 games. He's from California. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either, but yeah. 
He can play both sides, left and right wing. He's still only 27 years old. He has a $5.5 million cap hit for, I believe, four more years. So four or five more. Yeah, I think four or five more years. But I think he's worth worth a shot. Mm-hmm. And especially given Paul Fenton's trade record over the past year that he's been on the job in Minnesota, I think what do you got to lose? Mm-hmm. You got to give up Nylander. I mean, okay, but what else do you got to trade? Like, I bet they could trade Jake McCabe for Zucker straight up. Like, I would not be surprised that Paul Fenton, nothing Paul Fenton does would surprise me anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you, you're in agreement, yeah. Jason Zucker. Go get him. Get yeah, go get him, I'd say. Yeah, I, um, every, <clears throat> every offseason we hear these rumors that the Sabres are kicking tires on a guy, and it always seems like we get them in the end. So, um, in my eyes, Jason Zucker's as, as as good as a Buffalo Sabre, in my opinion. And another thing, speed. Mm-hmm. Jason Zucker is a very, very fast, quick player, mm-hmm. has skill, and can put the puck in the back of the net. I don't care if he's not sound defensively or not. Mm-hmm. The guy can help you score goals. And mm-hmm. you know, just retain Jeff Skinner, and if you can trade for Jason Zucker, that's another scorer in the top six that ho- can hopefully put up 30 goals. Yep. Now, Matthew Collar was on WGR a couple days ago. He didn't seem like the biggest Jason Zucker fan, but, mm-hmm. I mean, I, he kind of credited his success to playing under Bruce Boudreaux, but man, he's a Which very – yeah, I mean, it could add up. Player. Yeah, it could add up, but Ralph Kruger, we don't really know what his what effect could be on his players, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll see. We'll see, I guess. Mm-hmm. And if I don't even like this is a I mean twenty one goals if it doesn't work out if it doesn't work out with Zucker you can probably still trade him I mean mm-hmm. but I mean, he I was mean, almost traded goals. twice he was traded twice that and the trades are nixed so I'm sure they'd be able to flip him if it doesn't work out twenty one goals is still twenty one goals absolutely right? how I mean, many twenty goal scores has have Buffalo had the past few years few <laughs> and far between very I will few. take a twenty goal score. I'm actually going to look it up now. Excuse me. Not many 20 goal scorers have donned the blue and gold for the Buffalo Sabres in the no. past few years. So, no. Go get Jason Zucker. I'm sure you can get him for cheap because the Minnesota Wild are d- dysfunctional, dysfunctional franchise in the National Hockey League. So, next on the docket here, uh, <clears throat> Carolina Hurricanes goalie coach Mike Bales resigned. From Carolina. And funny, I when I saw this, I was like, huh, Steve Smith resigned from Carolina as well. Mm-hmm. And he joined on Buffalo, I think a couple days later. And he Smith is also staying on the coaching staff. I believe most of the others were fired, including Andrew Allen, who was the goalie coach for the past few years for the Sabres. So a- Andrew Allen's gone. I believe, uh, what's his name? I don't. I don't like to think of his name because I don't like him. Uh, my goodness. I, uh, oh, Davis Payne. Yeah, Davis Payne. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I tried to forget the name. I uh, yeah, Davis Payne was fired as well. I believe Tom Ward was kept. The former coach of Shattuck St. Mary's and uh, Steve Smith. He was also kept. And Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet saying that Mike Bales is on Buffalo's radar to become the next goalie coach. So that's interesting. Uh, 
I've heard that he is nicknamed the goalie whisperer. So anyone named the goalie whisperer, he can come on this team and hopefully he can save <laughs> uh, Linus Allmark and Carter Hutton and take them to another level because you saw what happened in Carolina. Uh, Curtis McElhenney, great year. Uh, Peter Morazic, great year. So let's see if Mike, if Mike Bales does join on in Buffalo, if he can have the same effect on these guys here. Now, I will never wish for anyone to lose their job, okay? But Davis Payne had to lose his job. Andrew Allen had to lose his job, okay? Yeah. Uh, goalie <clears throat> coach is so important. You know how I feel about um, Mitch Korn. I love yes. that man. And, I mean, uh, something has to be said when you're the one guy in the room who is working with the the head cases of the team and if you're able to get those head cases playing good then um obviously you're doing something right but if you can get curtis McElhenney and peter Mrazek to carry your hockey team to the conference final <clears throat> then you're probably a whisperer of some sort the goalie whisperer yep the goalie whisperer and I, I mean, if 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 you're leading uh, goaltenders like that, success like that, then um, you've earned that. Welcome aboard, welcome aboard, Mike Bills. Yes. I don't know anything about you, if Mike Bills. If he's coming in, indeed. Your nickname is off the board. Is he officially on board or? Uh... No, it's not official. But don't you think it's kind of mysterious that he resigned from Carolina, yes. wasn't even fired, and Buffalo just so happens to have a goalie coach job opening? Yes. Yes. Seems kind of suspicious. And the same mm -hmm. exact thing happened last year with Steve Smith, where he mysteriously resigned. I don't uh -huh. know. I like that. It's like Just, he's 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 up for a challenge. You know, he yeah. did what he could do he with Carolina. And now he sees he's uh he's more a young goalie. He sees a Definitely young goalie and a veteran. Hey, it's the same situation. Yeah. A young a young guy in that and and the, the grizzled vet. <clears throat> he probably sees okay, the, are uh, you, are you ready to talk about Ryan O'Reilly again? Yes, 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 yes. Oh my God, you you it can you can deliver the news. You can deliver the news. I'm gonna go get a bottle of water because okay. my throat is yeah. starting to. Folks, uh, Ryan O'Reilly has won the 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 consummate trophy. He is indeed the NHL's playoff MVP. Just uh, what is it? Mm. About ooh, less than 12 months, about 11 months after being traded by the Buffalo Sabres. Um, we've covered the details of this trade ad nauseum. We've covered the victors of this trade over and over, over and over again. Over and over and over. And well, I think, you know, Buffalo, let's be happy for Ryan O'Reilly. Okay, because listen, listen, if Ryan O'Reilly is still here, nothing would be different. Okay, we'd still be waiting for him to be traded. We'd still be calling for him to be traded. The team would not be good. And the human being is happier now in St. Louis. He never scorned Buffalo. He never said anything wrong about Buffalo. He never said the city sucked. He never said chicken wings suck. He just said, hey, God forbid this guy doesn't like to lose. Okay. Yeah, it, it's not. Indictment. What he said was not an indictment on no. the city of Buffalo or the team. It's just 
for the love of God, I've been losing my entire career. I want to win. The guy to a good team in St. Louis, and he won the cup. And you know what? He won the con Smythe. Good for him. I <clears throat> personally, I am just sick and tired of hearing Ryan O'Reilly every day. I I unmuted. I unmuted Ryan O'Reilly. ROR O'Reilly trade. 90 everything on Twitter and I unmuted it yesterday. I was like, you know what? I want to see the world burn down <laughs> and it was annoying today, but I've just come to accept it. Yes. They traded a very good player who looks to be a number one center. Now uh, it, when he is given the chance to be a number one center, he is flourishing and he's got some good wingers too. And good for Ryan O'Reilly. Good for him. It sucks that they didn't get a fantastic return on him. But again, the jury's still out. I mean, it might not look like it now. Are they likely to get a Stanley Cup winning Conn Smythe Trophy MVP out of this deal? Probably not. But Ryan O'Reilly was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, he was the 33rd overall pick in like 2008 or nine. It's possible. Yeah, they got the 31st pick in the draft. Okay, now it's up to Jason Bottrell and Ryan Jankowski and company to identify a player who can take this team to the next level with that pick. This is where the scouts make their money, in that range of the draft. That 2021 second-round pick, what are you doing with it? Are you going to trade it at next year's trade deadline for a rental or something like that? Can you trade up with it? You got to do something. They got to get creative here. This, this trade's not done yet. And believe it or not, Tage Thompson is still only 20, 21 years old. Okay. And Ren. I'm, I'm just sitting here laughing because I'm, I'm happy for the guy. I mean, just. <sighs> I mean, I don't care. I've, I'm uh, over the trade. It, it looked <laughs> bad now. And it might look bad. It might look even worse. Who knows? It could, it could get worse, but it could get better. So let's see. I don't know. I mean, just think, we we had that caliber of player. He, But in fairness, uh, Ryan O'Reilly in St. Louis was not the Ryan O'Reilly that was in Buffalo. Let's be real here. Uh, I mean, well, I mean. he. I think he was, was taking the game to another level. And well, that was because obviously he had the a better team around him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he does have a, a significantly better team around him, better wingers. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's frustrating. I, I it's mean, frustrating I, seeing I, a guy that <laughs> was on this team go to another team and lift the cup, and better yet, win the Smythe Trophy. It's frustrating. <laughs> I understand the frustration, but again, I'm happy. For, I'm happy for Ryan O'Reilly. Good for him. But I, just, I, I, loved mean, it. I really wanted a higher pick. That's mainly why I'm salty. Jamie Ben, you suck. That's all I got to say. You couldn't finish in overtime, <laughs> and I hate you for it. <laughs> That's that right. Pick. We were that close to it not happening. Could have uh, the 19th pick, but you couldn't bury that wraparound, you goon. Right. Uh, he did it. I the the absolute mail, mad I almost said mailman did it, but uh, now a Lady Bing winner and a Con Smythe winner, and probably the Selkie. 
Probably the Selkie. Mm-hmm. If not this year, maybe next year. Good for him. I'm I'm glad for him. But I'm I'm very happy for him. Uh, I've always liked Ryan O'Reilly. I'm not, I'm not an O'Reilly hater by any means. But Remember? The, the notion that he's better than Jack Eichel, you're crazy. You're I'm sorry. Oh my god. Remember my <laughs> my, my my thing last year was saying how uh, or not not last year, but like uh, maybe 16, 17, like one of the times when we first started doing this podcast, I used to say Ryan O'Reilly is one of those guys who will never have a bad game. You know, he's all, he always has a good game. He doesn't think it. What's that? He doesn't think it. He always thinks he has a bad no, game. No. That's right. Ryan O'Reilly has found justice. He is finally better. He doesn't have to be better anymore. He doesn't have to be better anymore. What does he say in this post game? Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, I can't get much better than that. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it is finally come full circle for him. He was better. I, to be honest with you, I haven't watched a game in the playoffs mm-hmm. since the second round. I just lost oh all. I lost my love for the game. Yeah, <laughs> watching St. Louis watching Blues. losing hockey. Imagine playing it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have lost interest in next season. I don't I'm not expecting anything. I hardly care. I'm gonna watch, of course. You know what? To be honest, I I'm not all that excited for next season either. I'm not at all. I'm excited like, about I'm, the games and stuff, and I'm excited I'm just to just watch the neighbors, but, but I'm not excited for I'm not I'm not expecting anything. Yeah. Off on a tangent here, I I mean I've I have a lot of work to do for the draft next week. Yes. Lots of stuff to write. Not enough time to do it. Indeed. And I mean, it's just this losing, the Sabres losing is starting to affect my, my passion for hockey. So I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard to write, watch film on these prospects. You just don't care anymore. I don't even get excited for the NHL draft anymore because it's so long. It's so far away. Man, you guys don't do anything. I I am the biggest draft junkie you're gonna be able to find, mm-hmm. and you know that. Yeah. But oh my god, the mm-hmm. draft is eight days away. Yeah. And it's hard to believe it snuck up I, on us. It's hard. It, like I can't believe it's only eight days away, and I honestly I'm not even that excited. No. I don't. I don't know why. Nope. And they're the Sabres are gonna get a phenomenal prospect. I'm it's there's there's a lot of options and for maybe them. Maybe they'll get South nine player. games here next year if it's not a college guy. Maybe if but. it's a if it's a <laughs> CHL player, he'll probably get a nine game look, whether it's Doc or Cousins, one of the two will probably start. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, now we'll I, I too have to excuse myself to grab a drink before we okay. uh, move okay. on to the Vancouver discussion, because I certainly have some Thoughts about that, but I will be back in two minutes. Okay. Uh, talk about the well, the draft, as I just mentioned, is next week. It's next Friday, which that really snuck up on everybody. Uh, everyone just so caught up in the Ryan O'Reilly discussion, and everyone's forgetting about that the Sabres can make trades now. The free agency is coming up. The buyout window starts on Saturday, I believe. I, don't quote me on that, but it's coming up. But yeah, the offseason is upon us, and the draft is next week. Of course, the Sabres have the 7th and 31st overall pick uh, coming next week. I will have a top 100 
prospect ranking article. I will be highlighting some of the uh, potential options for with the seventh pick plus the 31st pick. So definitely tune in for that. And you know what? For the listeners of the podcast, I am going to give you an exclusive look at my... Uh, I'll do a top 15. We'll do top okay. 15. What do you think? Uh, top two, do I give the listeners top 10 or top 15 for my draft ranking? Uh, do top 15. Top 15. Okay. So number one, Jack Hughes. Uh, to no surprise, he's been wire wire than my number one prospect throughout the season. What and do you think? Two, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you think are the odds? Kako goes first. Cause for a couple of weeks there, I felt like, man, Kako might actually go first. I think if Kako was really going to go first, we would know by now. Okay. We would, there would be some rumors that the devils are extremely high on Kako and there's a chance that they would take him Mm -hmm. because like at this point, like we're in 2016 and even last year with uh, Kakaniami, there was word out that there could be a surprise here. Well, you never know. They could be keeping it close to the vest. We could anything can happen. Now the but, the um, Nolan Patrick draft was right down to the wire, though, right? Yeah, but more towards the combine, it seemed like Esher was probably going to go one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was I don't know. I won't call it definitely the right decision over Nolan Patrick. But mm-hmm. looking back, Elias Patterson, man, oh, oh. man, what a. <laughs> Uh, Kako number two, number three, a slight change. Bowen Byram sliding down to four. I have Alex Turcott as the third best prospect this month for the final rankings. Number five, Cole Caulfield, uh, Trevor Zegras at number six, Dylan Cousins at seven. Uh, Cousins, he for some reason sliding down boards, and I was reading the hockeyprospect.com draft book, and in it, it includes a lot of quotes from prospect i mean not prospects uh scouts nhl scouts western league scouts and it seems like lots of guys lots of scouts don't think that cousins is going to be able to play center at the nhl level because his hockey iq is not good enough so hmm. uh i can see it i cousins isn't the smartest player by any means but speed blazing speed skill off the charts he can score he has some size to him. I believe he's 6'3 or 6'4. Yeah, he's 6'3, 185 at the last time I checked. So I like Dylan Cousins a lot. And I think it's time for Sabres fans to open up and not expect them to take an American. Because if they take Dylan Cousins, that would be an amazing, amazing pickup. And I think he could probably step in right away and play. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's on the wing to start, but that's okay. You can maybe even put him with Eichel. Skinner, Eichel, Cousins. He's a right mm-hmm. shot, too. They can put him on the right wing. The Sabres are dangerously weak at right wing at, at the moment, too. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, Matthew Boldy, number eight. Lots of harsh criticism in that draft book on Matt Boldy. Uh-huh. One scout said they wouldn't even pick him in the top 20, let alone the top 10. Wow. So, just because wow. he didn't perform at perform well at international tournaments. Wow. And you know. You do not. You take. I take international tournaments with a grain of salt. I. You cannot put too much stock in an international tournament. Uh, number nine, Kirby Doc. Again, just like Cousins, I think Kirby Doc has the potential to be a star player in the league. He, it's just a matter of figuring it out. 
mm-hmm. he's going to be good. I think a safe bet to be a second line center at the very least. Big two, 6'4, 198, supremely talented, skilled, can skate well for his size. If Kirby Doc is a Buffalo Sabre next Friday, uh, there's a lot to be excited about. Uh, number 10, Vasily Podkolzin. Uh, I like Podkolzin. I think he's a game breaker, but the production just wasn't quite there in Russia this year. Uh, in like the Holinka, he was fantastic, probably the best player in the tournament. But uh, in the MHL and VHL, production really wasn't there. And I didn't really like him a whole lot at the World Under 18s. And I guess he played pretty well at the World Juniors for Russia as a 17 year old playing in that tournament at the World Juniors. Their coach doesn't really like to bring underagers like that quite often. For him to make the team was definitely an honor, but definitely a talented player. It's just he has a two year commitment in Russia right now. And I don't know. That's the Russian factor is a thing, and I think Pod Colson is going to slide this year. I swear I've seen him in like the top five in some projections. Yes. Uh he was at one point a consensus number three, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's sliding mainly because That's of what the I Russian think factor. is so fascinating is that would you agree that like picks three through seven are kind of all up in the air right now? I think three through twelve it's all three up in the air. Further, even further back, yeah. Even third, further back. Uh, number 11, Peyton Krebs, center from the Kootenai, now Winnipeg Ice. I love yeah. Peyton Krebs. I wouldn't even be opposed to trading down for Peyton Krebs. I would not be really? opposed to it at all. I really like him as a prospect. A, a, a faster well, Sam uh, Ryder, if you will. The Achilles thing happened. Oh, yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Will the Achilles tendon injury affect Peyton Krebs' draft stock? Mm-hmm. We'll see. But that's just as horrible news. I'm, I'm almost positive that the Sabres talked to Peyton Krebs. I'm almost positive. The Sabres also talked to this next prospect at number 12, uh, Victoria centerman Alex Newhook. Mm. I like Alex Newhook a lot. Pre-se- he was number three on my pre... I think, no, number four on my preseason list. I think New, uh, Turcotte was my number three. Mm. But, yeah, I like Newhook a lot. Uh, he was really good at the world under 18s as well so Mm -hmm. i know buffalo talked to him are they gonna take him at seven if they took alex newhook at seven i would call it bold (laughs) but i would kind of like the pick Mm -hmm. i would kind of like the pick. now who are they passing on like okay here here's a scenario for you okay let's say hughes goes one kako goes two turcott goes three to chicago uh Doc goes four. No, we'll say mm, Zegras goes four to LA. Uh-huh. No, it's four to Colorado. Uh, LA picks Byram, five. Uh, Detroit picks uh, Detroit picks uh, oh my goodness, Caulfield. Mm-hmm. At six, at seven, you're looking at. Did you say cousins, cousins there? Cousins, cousins, Boldy, Pud Colson, Krebs, Newhook. Mm-hmm. What's the realistically? What's the drop off between Newhook and like Peyton Krebs, mm-hmm. Matt Boldy? Alex Newhook is really good. If depending on how the draft falls, if Buffalo thinks you know what this guy is the potential to be an elite level centerman or even a winger, why not? 
It all depends on how the draft's going to fall. Uh, number 13, number, the second best defenseman in the draft, in my opinion, Victor Soderstrom out of Brinus. Right shot defenseman, very smart, uh, good two-way game, can provide some offense. Number 14, bit of a rise, uh, Philip Broberg uh, from AIK in the Alsvenskan. Not a whole lot of production this year in Sweden for him, but thrived at international tournaments. Had a really, really strong world under 18 in Holinka Gretzky Cup. So I think Philip Broberg even has a chance of going in the top 10. And number 15, Marit Sider, one of my personal favorites in this draft, a German, big German defenseman, stay at home guy, but good skater. I think he has some underappreciated offense into his game. Uh, Obviously, I don't think Buffalo is going to take him at seven, but I really, really like Sider as a defenseman. And, you know, here's a bonus pick. Uh, at 16, Philip Tomasino. Uh, I think the dream of him sliding to the 31st pick has died after his performance at the World Under-18s. But I love Philip Tomasino. I think he's going to be a real, real good player in the NHL. Niagara Ice Dog centerman as well, so he's kind of close to Buffalo. Now, this stuff fascinates me. Um Obviously, it happens every year. One of these kids is going to be a bust. Who do you think of all those guys has the uh, biggest bust potential? In the in the top 15? Yes. Oh, man, this is hard because I love all of these products. Do you I've think Pod Colson, you said the Russian factor. Is he a, is he a risk? Uh, that's why he's a ton. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think I definitely think Pod Colson's a risk. I thought for a I moment... Think- I thought, man, that would be really cool if the Sabres got Pod Colton, but then we've also been scorned by Russians before, in certainly in recent years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rigrenko. As far as busts go, I like Matt Boldy, but mm-hmm. he I have no reason to back this up, but there's going to be somebody from that United States development team that's going to be a bust. Mm-hmm. There's going to be somebody. And that team is loaded, and there's going to be one guy from that team that goes in the first round that mm. was a product of being on an amazing team. Is it Boldy? I don't know. Is it Caulfield? Probably not. I think Cole Caulfield's legit. But well, if there's one guy from that United States development team that's supposed to go really high that could be a bust, maybe it's Matt Boldy. Maybe. Well, and it's... after reading what some of those scouts had to say on him, maybe that reinforces that belief. I'm I'm... I'm just saying this because national development team, this young man, Jack Hughes on the, the hockey news right here. I bought the draft, the uh, draft preview of the hockey news. Good this stuff. is, they have new binding. Actually stronger hmm. binding. And there's handsome Henrik Lundqvist on the back. There it is. Look at him. My goodness. Yes. Uh, um, another potential bust. Uh, Arthur mm-hmm. Kaliev. Okay. Big time goal scorer, but has compete level issues. Mm-hmm. But if he scores thirty goals in the NHL, uh, I don't think anyone will care about that. I really hope this uh, isn't um, this isn't offensive or comes off wrong to anyone. But I really feel like there's a thing with Russian players or like yeah. kids from that area where it's. I mean, it's just a different mindset for them. Could be. Mm-hmm. I think we were talking. The other day, when was the last time Anaheim had a Russian on their team? Because I yeah. was filling out a rock draft, and I was thinking, okay, maybe Pod Coles into Anaheim. Mm-hmm. I think we might have been talking about that um, at ESPN, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I um, when was the last time Anaheim had a Russian on their team? I can't uh, think of it. Did they ever Anyone have Peter, Peter Sikora? Was he Russian? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he was uh, Yeah, he was probably a Czech or something. Peter Sikora. Hold on, I'll, I'll look it up. Well, there's one Peter Sikora Czech. Uh, there was two Peter Sikoras, apparently. I'm going to go with the one who played from 96 to 2012. That seems more realistic. They're both Czech, so no matter what. I mean, I'm going to look up because I, I know, like, okay, let's go Anaheim Ducks first because I guess Anaheim Ducks. Igor Bobkov. Igor Bobkov, former goalie. There it is. Okay. Wow. Yeah, they um, – That was years ago. Yeah, they don't go with the Russians, obviously. Um, none of them are on I, the team right My now. gut says that Anaheim is going to take, like, Boldy or – Krebs, maybe even they take your hook, but did it, you I know they, they definitely need some more skill in that speed and skill in that lineup? Daniel Sprong is from Amsterdam, Netherlands. Yes, yeah, hmm. he w- what pickup for the Ducks there? Mm-hmm. I the Ducks sneakily have created a ton of cap space for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan gets oh, no, Ryan Kessler, sorry, he got that surgery. Uh, on his back, I believe it's his back, right? Or is it his knee? No, I think it's his knee. Uh, Ryan was in his his hip. Yes, it was his hip. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, so he's gonna go on LTIR probably. I think his career is probably over, and you cleared over six million in cap space there. And it seems like they're gonna try and trade or buy out Corey Perry, and that saves you a ton of cap space as well. So Anaheim has all of a sudden become huge players. They're trying to get younger. Uh, look out for the Ducks in a couple years. Anaheim is a good organization. Um, they're one of they those who I think they'll they'll be fine in no time. They'll be back to normal. I the the, the NHL isn't the NHL without with Anaheim being bad. <clears throat> uh, just for the heck of it, number thirty-one. Uh, because the Sabres have thirty-first pick. Johnny Beecher, he was actually the player that I mocked to go to Buffalo in um, our mock draft 2.0 that I did with Bill. Also, give our, our friend Bill a follow on Twitter. <laughs> uh, uh, the other yeah. day, he got chirped for only having like 150 followers, and I I was like, you know what? I'm a man of the people. I'm a stand-up guy. I'm going to try and get Bill some more followers. So I was like, you know what? If we can get Bill 500 followers by midnight on this night, I will give one person that likes this tweet a Casey Middlestat jersey for my you collection. You gave him your clout. Yeah, I gave him my clout. And he was only 15 away. I got to hold on to the jersey in the end. But maybe I will do another. I'll try and give some more TCB guys some clout. Uh, <laughs> another potential jersey giveaway. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. We'll move on to the Canucks. Yes. Uh, New jersey. Yes, the Canucks quietly and surprisingly unveiled their... Uh, Four new jerseys. And you want what they did, which was simple but effective? They cleaned up the home and away and got rid of Vancouver above the the, or, the Orca. It's something which, simple that looks very nice. I like well, the new shoulder patch. I'm a fan of the new shoulder patches as well. The 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 rink with the with the stick in it, it's white instead of blue. I like it. Mm-hmm. And what's something the Sabres can do to clean up their uniforms? Get rid of the silver. Get rid of Very the silver. Very small change. Get Heck. rid of the silver and the logo. Make and the blue, the right shade of blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't go down that rabbit hole. 
<laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on their new alternate jersey? Okay. The third jersey, right? The worn for 10 yeah. games one. Uh, you know, I don't like the two green bars. I I think it's it looks a little strange, but it's just I, I, like the, too... I like the logo. I like that they're going back to the rink mm-hmm. with the stick in it. And but it I actually think looks the, like a C. The two green bars look strange. The two green bars look a little strange. I don't like the two green bars. It's not a very there's good no, contrast. There's no white in it, right? There's no white in it. There's right. no white. Well, there's white in the logo yeah, and the collar, but there's no what throws me off a little bit, but there's no I contrast. It looks too dark. Yes. That's exactly. Yeah. What there's the no contrast between the green and the blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the, 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 the throwback Jersey is beautiful. They listened to their fans. I didn't, they literally do a poll. They did this they did poll a, poll. a while ago too. They did a yeah. fan poll and they wanted to bring back the skate logo. Mm-hmm. And what did they do? They listened to their fans and they threw them a bone. They're giving them the skate logo. Mm-hmm. And you want to know why? Because the the fans like that jersey because they made the Stanley Cup in it, and it deviates from everything they've ever worn before. You know what that sounds like? The goat head. The goat head, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo. Well, like I I get that the season is only a few months away. Blah blah blah. But for the, for the love of God, the, it's your fiftieth anniversary, and what do, what special do you have planned here? Okay, we're getting a third jersey or 50th anniversary jersey do we have any hope that's going to be royal blue i know everyone wants royal blue but what if it, it could be a monstrosity like the this canucks new third jersey there is some uncultured suburban hockey dad out there in vancouver who's saying oh what they want us to drop 230 bucks on a new jersey where they got rid of a word like come on it looks so much better. Like they called it it's a up. new jersey. Give me a refund. <laughs> like, they cleaned no, it up. It's cleaned clean, it up. and it their away jerseys beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now with that going on, um, but yeah, no changes except for the shoulder patches too. Look a lot better. The white, I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yes, they they're giving their fans four brand spanking new jerseys, and what oh. is Buffalo doing? They're still shelling out the same old crap that they've been giving their fans for the past eight or nine years that like, if you're going to hearken back to the originals, just go all the way. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, you know what? This makes sense now. Um, I'm on the sportslogos.net page over overviewing the entire Jersey unveiling. And they took the two green bars from their inaugural Jersey. It looks like. Oh, um, oh, okay. That makes sense now. It was too green. I, I don't have ever seen a photo of the Canucks wearing this uniform, but uh, the original one had two green bars, but a like where the, you know, where the blue is between there on this one. Yeah. That was white. All right. All right. Yeah. But that, uh, so. now I get it then. Okay. Well, now I want to look up a, a oh, image of them. But they cannot mess up this third jersey. They cannot mess this up. No, I mean, it's very simple. Uh, you could put a pig on a royal blue jersey and people would eat it up. And everyone would buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with the Sabres. A, a single sword with a smiley face on it would yeah. sell. Just a happy As long boy. as it's royal blue. Okay, would you like to get into some questions now? Uh, sure. 
Okay. Hopefully we have some good ones here. Not all about Ryan O'Reilly. And the, the Jeff Skinner questions are gone now. We don't have to uh. we don't have field. Are we going to sign Jeff Skinner questions anymore? <laughs> uh, first one comes from T. Sakia. I hope I did not butcher your name if you're listening. Bottrell's next move. What do you think it's going to be? Uh, my instinct just says Zucker. It's the boring answer, but I think it's the correct one. It, where there's where there's smoke, there's fire. I've heard you say it before, Joe. I think his next move is going to be acquiring a cap dump mm-hmm. in exchange for something very low, and you're going to get a good youngish player who can help you right now, or a high pick, mm-hmm. something like that, like Ryan Callahan. I I think Callahan could potentially be his mm-hmm. first move of the offseason. We'll see. Mm-hmm. It's just how do you get better if you're never out of that mindset of, hey, we can eat cap. But they have so much cap space. Yeah. So much. And Callahan's like, I'm not saying go get Lucic. <laughs> Callahan's got a year. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's not that tough to swallow him. And Callahan, like, on Buffalo, he can be fine as mm-hmm. a fourth liner. Adding some leadership to the room definitely won't hurt, and he's from Western New York as well, which doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abby Five, what is a reasonable longish term deal for Evan Rodriguez? He's a very underrated player. Uh, I don't know about signing Rodriguez long term. I don't know about signing any bottom six player on a long term contract because usually those guys are your interchangeable parts. You want to keep the the higher end players, if you will. I would go as high as three years for Rodriguez, maybe four, four years at the most. I'm not really comfortable going higher than 2 million on him though. You know what? I feel like Rodriguez is still more of an under the radar guy around the league. I don't think he's going to be commanding big money. I think he's arbitration eligible. I'm not positive though, but that could you want to lock him up for a little while. I would say I'd be happy with four years, two and a half million Navy. Uh, yeah, what's five hundred thousand dollars? It's nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Hey, but he's got to produce two and a half million, and you're not producing could be a problem. So he's got to be good. All right, this next one comes from Evan Harrington. He asks expectations for the young players on the Buffalo Sabers next year. So I'm assuming Victor Olofsson, Casey Mills, that Alexander Nylander, Tage Thompson, Lawrence Pilot, uh, Rasmus Dillon. Okay. Uh, how about we start with Rasmus Dalene? Uh, I think Dalene takes over full time on the the top pairing. Um, number one power play unit as well. Number one power play power play unit as well. Yes. Um, what did he have this year? Was it forty something points? Right. I think he had forty four. I'm 45. saying it now. He's going to get to sixty this year. 60. Okay. I think that might be a little bold, but I don't, I don't hate it. I, 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 I still believe 50. it. 55, 60 might be a stretch, but let's hope. Mm-hmm. Who's his partner? Who's Rasmus Dillon's partner? I don't think oh, he's on the man. team. I don't think he's on the team right now. <sighs> yeah, I don't think they're here yet. Is it Montour? I liked him and Montour together. It could be Montour. Yeah. It's just, I don't know who's good enough to play with him. I think Montour is the one who I feel best with. 
he did pretty well with Casey Nelson last mm-hmm. year. But I don't mean is Nelson even on the team? Who knows? Uh Casey Middlestat, what is your point projection for him? Oh man. You know, Middlestat is such a mystery and so hard to predict. Um uh, let's bring up his uh, I, what do you he had you know like 30, did he have 30 points last year? 25 points. I think 25. I think he'll hit 50 this year. I think Casey Middlestat. If, if Casey Middlestat has wingers and is in a position to succeed, I'll put him on the number one power play unit. Mm-hmm. I think he'll put up points. Give him wingers. Don't give him Skemgis Gergensons and Kyle Poso. Okay. I think. Casey sees slight improvement. He gets 36 points, 18 goals, 18 assists. Ooh. Yes. I think if he if he has 36 points next year, we start to worry. Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Tage Thompson. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know how much time he gets with the team next year, honestly. He's going to be in Buffalo next year. Come on. <sighs> you, th- you don't think he'll make the team? I think he can make the team, but I, I don't know. I mean, ideally, do you want someone better than Tage Thompson on the team? Can you find someone better than Tage Thompson? They need to at least have a spot open for him to make the team. There will be. Um, yeah, there will be spots to compete with, but, I mean, free agency hasn't happened yet. Those spots could all be closed. Uh He'll make the team. I'm going to be optimistic here. I think, again, just like Middlestat, if you put him in the right position to succeed, 15 to 20 goals, let's hope. I want him to make the team because I want to see more of him. I want to see if he's improved. Uh, He's a fun player. He's definitely a fun player. He's Mm -hmm. he's fast for his I could watch him shoot the puck all day long. shot is a thing of beauty. Mm -hmm. It's just figure it out, buddy. And Mm -hmm. then you're... He, like he could be a very very good player, mm-hmm. and Doug Armstrong was singing the praises of him yesterday after they won the cup. Said he's going to be a really good player. So good. Let's hope. Let's hope he's a good player because if he can rip thirty next year, then people are going to be like O'Reilly. Who? Oh, probably not, but mm-hmm. a guy can dream. Uh, Alexander Nylander. Oh God. One. Will he be here? Two. Uh, if he is, how many points do you think? I think Nylander will be here. Okay. Really? I think he'll be here. Uh, I think he'll sooner leave for Sweden than he will be traded. Just something telling me that. Uh, Nylander, assuming he plays all 82 games, um, I'm going to go with uh, 42 points. Okay. I would definitely take 42 points, uh, 17 goals. And uh, sign me up. Fine. Thus, fine, fine. 25 assists. I'll do I'm going to go 38 points. Okay. Okay. Still within that range. Yeah. In that ballpark. On, on the higher end of like 17, 18 goals, something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Uh, We'll go Lawrence Pilot. Uh, 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 24 points. I'll be happy with, I think. All right. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say 25. Give me eight points. Uh, Give me eight goals. Sure. Uh, go yeah, sure. 
Yeah. Uh, can he? What do you think? Top four role, or do you shelter him a little bit? For shelter him. Yeah. There's no need I to rush him. Handle, I think he can handle a top four role, but if you can shelter him and give him some power play and penalty kill time, ease him in a little bit, that, that'd be fine. Uh, how about Victor Olofsson? Well, that'll be the last young player. Oh, the wild card. 55 points. Okay. If Again, if these young players are living up mm-hmm. to our expectations here, we're talking playoffs. So, I want 22 goals from Victor Olofsson. If Victor Olofsson gets 20 goals, that's, that's a big win. And there we have it. That is our first mm-hmm. draft steal. Seventh round pick. If Olsen get twenty goals, that is Buffalo's first draft steal in a very, very long time. Yes, yes. And Murray draft pick, no less. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to a different question here. Getting stuffed up a little bit. Uh, Nick Cuomo thoughts on signing Jordan Eberle or Derek Brassard to a one year prove it deal. Oh no, thoughts on oh. Jordan Eberle or Derek Broussard on a one-year prove-it deal. Uh, I like Eberly better, definitely. But Eberly at this point, what's he going to want, $6 million? Eberly's 28, 29. Mm-hmm. I don't know about a long-term deal. Like a three-, four-year deal, okay. Mm-hmm. I like the way he performed in the playoffs with the Islanders. Mm-hmm. And I think he's he's still got a lot to give. Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't mind Broussard on a one-year prove-it deal at all. You can put him on the third line. He has experience in a top-six role throughout his career, whether it's in New York, Columbus, Ottawa. He's done it all. It just didn't work out uh, towards the end, mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh at least. And, but I I feel like he did fairly well in Colorado, right? He's yeah. gotten up there in age. He's definitely getting up there in age. But what's a one year like? Is that the worst case scenario that they have to resort resort to Derek Broussard on a one year deal if they can't find? It would anyone be else? immediate help. I think he'd clog an, uh, a hole today. You know what I mean? Like worst, yeah. He gets thirty five, maybe forty points for you, and maybe you mm-hmm. if you suck again. You can ship him off of the deadline for a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. You win more face offs with him, I'm sure. Yeah, why not? Which no one's gonna complain about. Yeah, I'm, I don't hate either of those options. Mm-hmm. Uh, was this one of the hardest slash worst seasons as a Sabres fan? That comes from Kyle. Mm-hmm. No. I think last year was worse. Um, nah, was it though? 17 oh, 18 was worse, yeah. Because they got, Darlene. they got Darlene out of it though. But the season itself was so deflating. I mean, the expectations were through the roof, to use a cliche. Um, we were so excited for that season, and it, yeah. it it fell out the window. It was false hope. Why were why was everyone so excited for that season? I don't know. I don't who, know who were the additions. Marco Scandella. Jason Pominville. He was, he was, Marco Scandella and Jason Pominville were the premier acquisitions that offseason and Phil coach. Because everyone talked themselves into the coach was the problem. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coach change a coach and he'll be fine. And that that was not the case because yeah. 
Dan Bilesma was far from the only problem that Buffalo had that mm-hmm. that was a couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, this, I think, oh man, this sucks. I think that this year might have been a lit. They both sucked. Uh, let's be honest here, mm-hmm. but you got to think they were bad the whole time in seventeen eighteen. Mm-hmm. This team on December first was in second place overall in the National Hockey League, mm-hmm. and then they ended up being one of the worst teams in the league. I, so I took. I, I I learned a lot this season. I learned never believe that teams that are in a playoff spot at December whatever thirteenth. Always make the playoffs. I learned not to believe that. Uh, okay, we had a question from Charlie about what we think the thirty, the fiftieth anniversary is going to look like. So, give your best the, guess. The jer- like the jersey. Yeah, what do you think it'll look like? I, you know what, I want us to go the Sharks route, not Sharks route, the Ducks route. And give me a mix of every jersey we've ever worn, but make it royal blue. Put little elements know. here and there. Hmm. I would need to see a mock-up of this. Mm-hmm. Well, who who did the one? Um, someone. I, I remember one. you. I remember you brought that up. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. I don't remember. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, you haven't seen that one. Yeah. No, uh, someone did it though. Uh, was it? I don't think it was Dylan Nowak. Could have been. I'll try and find it though. Uh, I think this is a pretty safe bet, in my mm-hmm. opinion. At least, I think it's just going to be a blue version of the Winter Classic jersey <laughs> from last year. <laughs> that's that's what I think. I, I think this is probably going to be what they do. I think they're just going to wear a royal blue version of the Winter Classic jersey from last mm-hmm. year. And then the year after, they're going to make that the home jersey, and then they're going to bring back the Winter Classic jersey, touch it up a little bit to uh, probably get rid of New York, and then uh, maybe uh, some other elements of the jerseys. Well, touch it, like I said, just touch it up a little bit, make that the away, and then they'll probably bring in another third jersey or something like that. And then everyone wins. You got Royal Blue. Bring back the goat head as a third. Why not, if that's the case? I, I just, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel, I just feel like teams don't bring back an old third and touch it up a bit that often. Uh, I mean, but the winter class, like they could keep the same look, mm-hmm. but they're not going to have New York in the logo, right? No, no. They're going to put that other yellow Buffalo logo on the other shoulder because mm-hmm. why would you have one shoulder patch out? That just looks weird. Mm-hmm. So they would have to touch it up if they were going to adopt it as an away jersey, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one comes from Josh. How in the world will the Buffalo Sabres be better next year? I'm just not seeing it yet. How are they going to get better? That's there's. If you watched them last year, they were still far away. You need contributions out of the young players. Yeah. Like middle of that. You need to have a year out of him. Darlene has to take another step. Jack Eichel has to be a dominant force once again. He's got to pick his game up. Skinner's mm-hmm. got to have another 40-goal campaign. You got to have contributions from Olafson. That's another 20 goals added. You got to make a trade. You got you to get another center mm-hmm. to take pressure off Middlestat, be your third, second or third-line center. They definitely need that. 
You need another top six forward. You need another defenseman. You, again, they're pro- they might trade Rasmus Ristolainen, so you're losing 40 points there. You got to replenish those points and add a better defenseman in the process. And then you need more depth scoring. Like that's we just rifled. I just rifled off like seven, eight things that they need to accomplish this offseason just to be a good team. And I just again, I don't see it. I am not ready for the reaction of Sabres Twitter when Skinner scores 27 goals this year. Oh, man. Imagine if he has no goals in like the first seven games of the season. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to burn down their house. Yep. Yeah, I think we'll end off there. You want to take us out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, everyone. This was the 40th episode. We have done this season compared to, I think, 27 last year. Um, something, something low. We Again, have plenty. 17, 18 sucked. We, we lost yes. our passion. <laughs> yep, we, yep, we were not the only ones who lost our passion for the game. I'll tell you that. Uh, we have some exciting stuff coming up in the coming weeks slash months. Uh, going to work on a little draft episode, I believe, too. Uh, this is one year to the day of the Jersey draft, the inaugural Jersey draft. Um, including... Coming up, possibly recording in the uh, Entercom radio studios where we now take residence on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, so look out for that. Improved sound quality and overall everything. Uh, some exciting themed episodes, I'm sure, as well. Uh, some exciting draft themed episodes. Maybe the Jersey Draft 2. And all oh, the Jersey Draft 2 will happen. We got this. It will and happen. It's not going to be reserved to just the current jerseys. Oh, it's going to yeah. be all time. We're all expect- time. Maybe we'll get everyone from the Charging Buffalo in on this. We'll mm-hmm. make it a round table jersey draft. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Here we go. Uh, and one that I am looking forward to that we'll get to sometime this summer is the all-time name draft. That's right. Some of the names you might be hearing, uh, Vladislav Nemesnikov, maybe Mary. Darren- What's that? Darren Pupa? Darren- you, know who's, you know who's really sliding up my board is Yvonne Cornwaye. That's just a beautiful name. Does and, Cliff uh, Poo get selected in the name draft? Oh, I don't know. Cliff Poo's not on my big board. <laughs> yeah, Cliff Poo. Uh, then who's another one that's really rising up my ranks? Um, yes, Barry Kotkaniemi. Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi. Indeed, indeed. It's going to be a fun Doc. one, though. And I'm, I'm, I've been looking forward. To, yeah, Kirby Doc. I've been looking forward to this episode for for months since the idea was conceived. So that'll be fun. And um, we still the best of episode we've been putting that on yeah. months upon months it'll happen it's just it's we a lot of someone to make it for us we don't got the time mm-hmm. yeah i know well steve <laughs> that could be steve's job when he uh yeah, producer. Job, producer steve. yeah he has to do the actual job of a producer <laughs> <laughs> now we actually know what entails we know here. what producers do now and it is yeah. tough <laughs> Uh, yeah, we used to have a producer, Alan. If, you, if any of you have been listening since the original days of when we had producer Alan, when we were on Spreaker and Buffalo Sports Network, whatever, oh, back then, that clown show. Know, I definitely would like to hear <laughs> that Mickey Mouse organization. If you've been listening for that long, please DM us on Charging Buffalo. Charging we Buffalo. Gotta, we gotta hook know. you up with something. Yeah, you can have the unsigned five by ten of Alexander Saltzer. We'll mm-hmm. mail it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unsigned. You know, producer Allen is you're the goat. It's just a picture of Alexander Saltzer. <laughs> uh, still waiting, going on two years trying to give that picture away. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um. All right. Well, enough joking around. I think it's time that we we sign off for this episode. Coming at you again. Uh, 30 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when we'll be coming at you next. Um, what's the schedule looking like? Looks like every week or so. Yeah. We're trying to Probably do it. Week, we'll try Saturday after the draft or Sunday after the draft. Let's yeah, see. but listen, folks, we're some busy boys, okay? Uh, as time These permits. Two jobs. Mm, two jobs. Yeah, we are working two jobs. Mm-hmm. Putting food on our own tables. Uh, <laughs> anywho, it was a pleasure hosting you all again. And we will see you in the next one. Goodbye.